1: The Last Post with Alice Fraser
2: hello posters and welcome to the last post the final word in this the most final of worlds today's episode episode 345 of this year marks Thursday the 10th of December of the year 2020 and on this day in 1520 Martin Luther publicly burned the papal edict that was demanding he recant his 95 theses which is a bowler move in a period where people could still get properly done for heresy and then redone done in half then into quarters and on a horse and in In 1932, on this day, we mark the end of the Great Emu War in Australia, uh, in which the emu's surprising resilience to bullets led to an emu victory over the Australian military in Campion District, Western Australia. We traditionally celebrate this defeat by swallowing a large quantity of rocks to aid in digestion. (laughs) The origin of the Australian saying, swallow a spoonful of concrete and harden the f*** up, mate. Your guest today is celebrity emu wrangler and reality star celebrity celebrity Andrew Zaltzman. Welcome back to the show.
0: Uh, it's great, great to be back, Alice, and uh, nice to be uh, reminded of the, uh, the the emu war and um, yeah, and the, the various uh, film parts. I've been lucky enough to have uh, it still remains one of my the opening scene from that film viewed very much as the. Saving Private Ryan of flightless (laughs) birds remains uh, etched immovably in my memory.
2: Coming up today, you'll be bringing us our top story, which is a sport update. Uh, But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. According to retired Israeli general and current professor Chaim Eshed, the state of Israel has made contact with aliens... But both the aliens and the people with whom they've made contact have kept it a secret because humanity isn't ready for this jelly. The aliens, which uh, am Eshed is calling the Galactic Federation, have f- supposedly been in contract with Israel and with the US for years, uh, but are keeping themselves a secret to prevent hysteria. Sometimes, Andrew, life yeah. hands you lemonade and you're yeah. kind of stuck for what to do with it.
0: Yes. Well, in this case, you just want to stand... And pour the lemonade all over your head and luxuriate in its sweet bubbliness. Um, and this, of course, has has happened uh, happened before in in that part of the world. Um, and uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess they're more used to it maybe than uh, than other places.
2: I mean, this Chaim guy is amazing. It's amazing. That's my Jewish name, I... by the way. Really? Yep. Chaim.
0: Yeah. So I I have no middle name, but I have a. A supplementary Jewish Jewish name. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, quite. So that's my good. my first name Andrew is not. That's not. That's not a Jewish name really. Um. So uh, yeah, but I have Chaim. Was uh, I don't know if, if when I was born Mitzvah presumably they used that. I'm not quite sure. But um, anyway, just in case, it's my backup.
2: <laughs> I don't know if this alien thing. I mean, I don't know if I want it to be an elaborate hoax or a depressing truth. Like humanity isn't ready for aliens right now. And I I don't know – I know that I don't want it to be the thing that it most likely is, which is either severe mental illness or the elaborately self-indulgent delusion of an otherwise intelligent man with a small gap in his brain through which the liquid of reality has trickled. Um, I don't think I want it to be that. I definitely want it to be either an elaborate hoax or a depressing truth. Andrew?
0: Well – in in many ways, a lot of depressing truths are elaborate hoaxes, you know, per- perpetrated to keep uh, humanity un- under the, uh, the corporate and political thumb. So you-, you can have both. You can have the worst of both of those uh, unappealing worlds.
2: I mean, what do you think this is going to do to uh, conspiracy theorists that believe that Jews and aliens are out to get them? <laughs>
0: Well I mean the evidence is starting to stack up Alice and you know obviously <laughs> I have I have contacts at the, the highest levels of both of those both of those worlds and I'm not really at liberty to divulge anything uh, but too 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 revealing but um yeah like I said goes back uh, goes back a very very long way I mean uh, why do you think we built the pyramids that shape it wasn't because we were asked to it was uh, so when they open up, you will finally see.
2: Well, Professor Professor Haim has said that the aliens are calling themselves the Galactic Federation, which means yeah. the aliens have watched Star Trek.
0: <laughs> well, they've done their research. It's possible that, you know, if through alien communication, they, they they chanced upon what they assumed was an official transmission from the planet Earth and thought they'd use some of that that terminology uh, not not realizing that it was in fact not not entirely a, a documentary series
2: And meanwhile on Earth, in the wake of the scandalous dragon-on-dragon finale of the Thunderdome this week, Piers Morgan's were-dragon pregnancy is continuing apace as Boris, now in human form, has refused to comment on whether he will acknowledge this particular one of his illegitimate offspring. As the father of an infant and an indeterminate number of children and the soon-to-be father of a possibly were-dragon, this would be his first were-dragon child, and he's got to make up his mind fast, as the full span of a were-dragon pregnancy usually happens in under a month, and we cannot know how fast it will happen in a piers morgan
0: <laughs> uh, andrew it's been a year of so many uncertainties isn't it and uh, this is just the the latest one
2: Were you witness to the uh, extremely graphic where dragon uh, on dragon finale of the thunderdome as neil gaiman related on the 7th of december well of
0: course it was um it was a privilege to be uh, to be ring- ringside um, it was oh uh, no
2: did you get wet
0: i mean Uh, Well, I mean, wet isn't quite the right (laughs) term, really. I mean, you know, that's, you know, it was uh, beyond, beyond. I'm not sure a word has really yet been invented that describes what we we went through in in close proximity to that. But you you have to say it was a, a terrific entertainment.
2: Terrific graphic entertainment. And that's all the time we have for the headlines we don't have time for because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright round yon virgin mother and child. Holy infant, so tender and mild. And if you need a tender, holy infant, wash its little head with half a glass of water. <laughs> It won't mean anything yet, biblically speaking, but it'll keep your infant mild and wash the head scum off. Half a glass of water, the infant Jesus's choice. And if you're looking for the perfect gift for Christmas, just know, realistically speaking, you can't afford it.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: The last post. Uh, now it's time for your top story. Top story today, sport, sport, sport update. Uh, Andrew Zaltzman, what is happening in the world of sport right now?
0: Well, very much like the rest of the planet, Alice, sport is in sort of existential crisis after all the the, the dramatic happenings of, uh, of this year that have made us sort of question everything, uh, really. Panic stations at uh, FIFA, the governing body of world uh, football, uh, when um, the the president of, of FIFA, uh, Infantino, uh, was heard saying, "Actually, I've been thinking about it, and football really is a bit silly when when you think about it." Um, this <laughs> has led to just panic across the sport, panic selling of footballers by clubs and uh, agents who who own uh, the players, uh, court cases, injunctions to stop other people uh, claiming that that football is in essence completely ridiculous and um well, well just before we we recorded one of these court cases has uh well it's it's not kind of claimed that that, that football is not ridiculous but it's merely highlighted how many other things are ridiculous too uh, thereby almost legitimizing the ridiculousness of football and as a corollary all, all other sports uh you know other things that, that have been Deemed by by the court to be as ridiculous as football include musicals, TV reality <laughs> shows, owning a pet hamster, uh, donkeys, jogging, and sex. So <laughs> football is and uh, off the hook, but it's still hey, a time. Hey, Andrew, well, at
2: least in sex you can use your hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not it depends what rules you're playing by, Alice. You know, I know you and you are, Australians have your own rules for these things.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah we call it soccer <laughs> sex not football we call it sex soccer because <laughs> we wear our socks while doing it yeah statistically and, uh proven to strange. have benefits for the achievement yeah. of the female
0: orgasm well correct and the and the use of sleeveless sleeveless shirts as well um <laughs> <it's> oddly prevalent <laughs> elsewhere in sport well rugby uh, the first uh, ever rugby match between the New Zealand All Blacks and the Octopus People of New New Zealand, uh, or the <laughs> Flaming <laughs> Tentacles as their fans uh, call their their rugby team, uh, is due to happen next week. Um, and obviously, it's you know quite 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 hard to to work out how to do this fairly. So they're going to have the first half of the game on land, and the second half of the game in the sea. And you think if the if the flaming tentacles can stay in it until half time, I reckon they've got a decent chance of springing an upset. I think they've got to keep it within 25-30 points in the first half. Now, a lot of it, as always, could come down it, uh, as it always does in rugby to, to the referee's interpretations of the rules and whether he deems that tentacles are, you know. Arms and hands, in terms of you know when the, the octopus people are allowed to to, to touch the ball in, in rucks and things, and uh, you'd expect the octopus people at least be able to defend the the, the All Blacks' rolling balls very effectively, <laughs> given their body types.
2: I mean, Andrew, what constitutes a low tackle and what constitutes an ankle tap? Yeah, these are questions.
0: Well, it's it's um, if you don't have ankles anyway. The point is. Sport is very excited about this. It could be one of the most dramatic uh, sporting encounters we've ever seen with an almost record number of drownings. Um, <laughs> cricket uh been rocked by further cancellations. Uh, the US Winter Cricket Championships called off due to uh, Donald Trump uh, announcing a ban on all spheres. He's really raging against the dying of the light in the closing weeks of his uh, his, uh, his presidency uh, and has banned all round things for, for no, just by executive order uh, for no real reason. So that's, uh, that's impacted on the already struggling world of American cricket. Um, boxing has introduced a new format. Uh, That includes peace negotiations between rounds and um, it's not been a great success, fans (laughs) complaining about the disappointing number of draws. (laughs) Whilst in baseball, the entire 2021 Major League Baseball season uh, could be cancelled off. There's been no breakthrough in negotiations over spitting regulations. um, So that COVID vaccine rollout can't come soon enough. For, uh, for baseball, if uh, the players uh, want to get the uh, the required um, four spits per minute uh, that they uh, believe they're contractually <laughs> entitled to. Obviously, 2021 is an unexpected Olympics year, and uh, well, there's some turmoil in the Olympic movement after it was announced that they're admitting some new sports for 2024, including breakdancing, baking, pouting, and tiktokery. tockery. Uh, and traditional sports uh, <laughs> are having to to update to keep competitive with these uh, new uh, ridiculous, pointless activities that are laughably being called sports. Uh, archery, um, uh, you know, traditional Olympic sport, is reintroducing the stag uh, to make it a bit more exciting. Uh, albeit it's a vegan-friendly stag, quite what that is still unclear. Uh, and also, it's mm-hmm. uh, including in its uh, Olympic roster archery the William Tell-inspired team competition that uh, last year's World Championships produced such excitement, carnage and bloodshed. Mm-hmm. Volleyball, another long-standing Olympic sport, they're going to be using a, a ball printed to look like the planet Earth. Uh, so as well as uh, being a sport of incredible skill, athleticism, teamwork and uh, tight fitting underpants, it also becomes a metaphor for humanity passing on responsibility for the environmental health of uh, of this planet. Uh, I think currently, according to the International um, Panel on uh, climate change, we're currently in between the set and the spike in volleyball terms. <laughs> um, uh, show jumping. I know you're a massive fan of show jumping, uh, uh, oh, yes. Alice. Uh, well, in fact, the whole sort of equestrian world in order to counterbalance uh, both uh, sport in general's history of using animals without their written consent, even ones who really hate sport, mm. uh, and also humanity's general exploitation of the, the natural world. Equestrianism is making some changes in three-day eventing Which of course involves, uh, well, three horsey disciplines dressage, uh, which is horsey disco, cross country, which is 18th century heist getaway training, and uh, show jumping, or to give it its full name, show off jumping, a revenge display by the horse community devised when uh, they were supplanted on the battlefield by the tank. Okay, Mr. Sherman, let's see how you can cope with an eight foot (laughs) high stack of poles designed to look like the Golden Gate Bridge. But anyway, into three day (laughs) venting comes a new event where the horse is in charge and the rider has to drag the horse around a course on a special cart just to balance out the uh, the, the human-animal exploitation uh, uh, seesaw. Uh, lifting the horse and carrying the horse proved too dangerous, uh, so a compromise involving the cart uh, has been reached. And um, finally, uh, rowing, uh, Olympic rowing, a radical change. I, you, I think you used to row a bit, uh, uh, Alice. I did and you used indeed, um, yes. Yeah, Um for, for whatever reason. Uh, anyway, it's <laughs> becoming a combat sport. So we might at last see a tactical evolution because you know, eight's rowing has been stuck for too long in the hackneyed old uh, one one, one one, one one, one one tiny little one formation. Um, so... <laughs> In the new uh, the new combat rowing, we're going to see elements of collaborative strategy between teams, uh, deal making, also a greater range of body shapes because you're going to need some you know some. I mean, the whole tall, thin with a good power to weight ratio stick has been done to death in 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 race rowing as much as racing in a straight line with no obstacles, rapids. Enemies, or even these days, it's very rare to even get an aggressive goose. So it's it, exciting times for rowing. Uh, it, the, the, I don't know yet what weapons will be allowed, other than the oar. But even if it's just boats trying to, you know, whack each other off with oars, I think that would be infinitely more entertaining than the current spectacle of uh, of, of rowing as a sport. So that's that's all the news from a uh, troubled and traumatized world of sport Alice.
2: Oh thank you so much Andy that's all the time we have for the top story and we do not have time for letters to the editor which is a relief to me but remember you can send your letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. A big hello to our listeners in the other dimension with less than a month left until the end of the year. If you haven't shared us with your friends and social media platforms, you're a coward without the courage of your convictions. Buy a T-shirt, you monster. Your guest today on the podcast was the magnificent Andrew Zaltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug?
0: Uh, well, I'm a uh, new TV show. Fashion uh, shows—a uh, bit of a, a new line uh, for me. Square Eye for the Dead Guy, uh, in which unfashionable designers give celebrity makeovers to great figures from history. Uh, To make them look uh, drab and untrendy uh, this week. I mean, you've got to see Lord Byron in a chunky sweater and beige corduroys, sensational.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. The last post is an Alice Fraser and the Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at @alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That is A L I T E R A T I V E. Or for one-stop shop of all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, and blogs. Or to join my weekly tea with Alice Salon, sign up on patreoncom Fraser for behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner, his sub-producer, hench-thug, edit-sweet-factotum, is the iron fist inside his velvet glove, the inimitable ped-hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.